0: Hello, hi, and welcome to this episode of the Mandy Mayer podcast. Before we jump into this episode of the podcast, I have to make a full disclaimer and say that at any point you could hear some sounds in the background. Sounds like dogs barking or peacocks making whatever noise a peacock makes and other animals, maybe even the tortoises mating in the background. Reason being, I am at my mom and dad's house. I'm sitting in their back little room and I'm busy recording this episode. They are the parents that have a household full of animals, a garden full of animals. So full disclaimer at any point, you may hear some noises and the sound quality of this episode may not be great. You see, I had two options here. Either don't record the episode because it wasn't going to be perfect or record it and just go with it, even though it won't be perfect and it's not my normal setup. And that's always the message I send out to you. Don't wait for the perfect time. Don't wait for the perfect plan. Don't wait for the perfect anything because if you expect everything to be perfect, you're probably not going to do it. Just fucking do it. In today's episode, I'm going to be chatting about the two week dip as I've labeled it. You see, I got a question from one of my members the other day and said to me, oh, Mandy, it feels like I'm going through a bit of a struggle after the two-week mark, so going into three weeks. And I was like, oh, yes, no, I know what that is. That is the two-week dip, as I like to call it. And I want to explain to you what the two-week dip is and where that stems from, just so that you fully understand it and that you are aware of it. So in case it hits you, you know then how to, how to navigate it. And I always say knowledge is power, but action is even more powerful. So having the knowledge to push through the two-week dip, but then being able to act pushing through the two-week dip, well, that is magical. You see, so I know how it goes. You get all excited. You get all motivated. You start your new diet. You start your new lifestyle. You start your new exercise and motivation levels are exceptionally high. The first two weeks scene, you do everything according to plan and more. You're ticking all those boxes. You're smashing all those steps. You're eating all those green beans and that lettuce. And whilst you're doing all of that, that number on the scale is dropping. That adds to your motivation. That adds to your action in things. But after two weeks, you get for Boom, you hit that wall. Your motivation disappears quicker than the electricity in South Africa. And all of a sudden, you feel like you just can't do this anymore. You've hit two weeks and you have no energy to push into three weeks. You have no drive. You have no motivation. motivation and you feel like you have no discipline. And that's potentially where you call it a day and you're like, nah, I've hit that wall. The wall's too high to get over. Not even going to attempt it. And let's just call it quits. And ideally, if you want to be successful in creating a healthier lifestyle and losing fat as a byproduct, you have to push past that two week mark because let's be realistic about it. If you give up, you're not going to get any results no matter what. So realistically, you have two options. Give up at the two week mark or push through that bloody wall into week three, week four, week five. The ball is in your court. You can either struggle it through blood, sweat and tears, get over that wall and continue pushing, or you can give up at the two-week mark several thousand different times, because that's exactly what is going to happen if you give up at that two-week mark. A couple of weeks or a couple of months later, you decide to attempt it again, you get to that two-week mark, you give up again, give up again, give up again. So the option is yours. Give up, Or push through and break that bloody wall down. Let's get into the nitty gritty of it. Why do we hit that wall after two weeks? Why is it taking place? So in this episode, I'm going to run through 10 potential reasons as to why you're hitting that wall and giving up. Number one, it could very well stem from a mindset perspective. Maybe in the past you've given up at two weeks. You have now told yourself that you can't get past two weeks. And the moment you hit the end of two weeks, you're like, well, this is where I failed last time. So what makes this time any different? So it's stemming from your mindset. You believe in that you can't do it. Because you're potentially basing this time around off the last time and the last time and the last time. So you hit that mental block. That's where you need to believe in yourself. That's exactly the moment you need to continue pushing because the moment you get to that third week, you would have proved to yourself that you are indeed capable of doing it. Don't let your last attempt stand in the way of your successful attempt. Number two, you could very well have unrealistic expectations, meaning that you expect to lose and change and do everything in two weeks. And the moment that all of these things don't take place in two weeks, you're like, fuck this, I'm calling it a day, I'm going to the pub. Please, please, please relook your expectations. These are lifelong changes that you are making, lifelong habits that you are creating. It's not all going to change in two weeks. It's going to take a long period of time. Be realistic with your expectations. Number three, lack of progress. You might believe that there is a lack of progress or what might happen is in week one and week two, you drop a lot of water weight. So that looks like you're dropping a lot of weight on the scale. Then when you get into week three, you have lost a substantial amount of water weight, but now it's Slowing down because now you're focusing on fat loss, and that's where that number on the scale might start slowing down. That's where you believe there is a lack of progress, and that's where you like, screw this. So essentially, the honeymoon phase of that number on the scale is now out the window. Now you're getting into the nitty-gritty part of it, and you've got to push. And you and whilst you're pushing hard, there might be a couple of fluctuations on the scale. The moment you see those fluctuations, you believe that there is no progress. The moment you believe that there is no progress, well, as I said, that's the moment you give up. And And this is one thing that I will never get tired of saying. Please remember that progress is about so much more than that number on the scale. Just because that number on the scale isn't ticking in a downward direction as fast as you want it to, it does not mean that you are not making progress. Every single little change that you make is progress every single little non-scale victory that you make is massive progress. Focus less on the outcome based goals, i.e. the number on the scale and focus more on your behavioral goals because your behavioral goals are going to be the thing that is going to help create the lifestyle that is going to bring about fat loss. And with the lack of progress in your eyes brings about number four, the lack of motivation. It's crazy how everyone's motivation is based on the number on the scale. The the moment you see it shift that's the moment you're motivated the moment you don't see it shift that's the moment you are demotivated so as i said the honeymoon phase of the shift of the scale is now over after two weeks it's starting to slow down you then think that you're doing something wrong that's the moment where you start getting demotivated because there's no more shift on the scale the moment you are demotivated that's the moment you start action in less And then guess what happens when you start actioning less because you're demotivated? That's when you see less progress, then it just becomes a vicious cycle. So one thing you need to start working on is not basing your motivation and your next action on that number on the scale. We need to stop acting from an emotional standpoint to that number on the scale because it can cause so much havoc when it comes to you and your actions and your behaviors. Remember, motivation is just a feeling that comes and goes. You need to rely on self-discipline to get the things done number five for the first two weeks you have been focusing on perfectionism over consistency let's be real for two weeks for one week two weeks it's possible to try and execute the perfect plan but after that you're going to be exhausted you're going to be tired of constantly seeking perfectionism and that is enough to drain you that is enough to drain me that is enough to drain any single person that is tackling this lifelong journey and along with trying to create the perfect plan you then believe that there has to be a certain amount of restriction and by certain I mean maybe a hundred percent restriction there's only so long that you can restrict all your favorite foods and that is usually about two weeks until you snap and you're like, well, I want to have that fucking chocolate bar. And then you have it. And the moment you have that chocolate bar, well, it spirals from there. And the moment it spirals, well, that's where you don't create consistency. So if you've got that idea of creating the perfect plan, rather try and reduce that and focus on creating consistency. Number six, your goals are out of your reach. So yes, for two weeks, you'll be able to smash maybe 10,000 steps. But realistically, if before those two weeks, you were on a thousand steps per day, going to 10,000 steps per day is a massive task. It's going to exhaust you. It's going to feel like, oh, I can't do this for a very long period of time. So rather lower the targets for yourself so that it is reachable, so that you don't exhaust yourself in the process, so that you can still have energy to push past the two-week mark. I know this sounds so cliche, but please hear me out here. Less is more. Number seven, you could very well be using food as a reward. So go back to the point where I said you could very well be Restricting things now, all of a sudden you've seen a shift on the scale, and then immediately your mind tells you, "Well, you've been so damn good for two weeks; you've seen a shift on the scale. Let's reward myself with a chocolate, or a donut, or a raucous night out with twenty thousand Jager bombs." Because why? Because you've been so exceptionally good for the last two weeks, and you deserve it. And for me, that's that's not the greatest way of thinking. Because we should never see food as a reward. We should never see exercise as and if we want to create a healthier relationship with food and exercise that is not the ideal mindset to have food is food it's an essential we need it to live so if you're looking for rewards reward yourself with a hot bubble bath reward yourself with a new book or a new pot plant reward yourself with some time off because often what happens when you use food as a reward it takes us to point number eight which is you let it slip You let it slip because now you've had that chocolate as a reward. Now you think, oh, I was rewarding myself, but fuck, I've eaten something wrong. It's not according to plan because it's not a cucumber or a lettuce leaf. And immediately you let it slip. You're like, well, I've already had one chocolate bar, so I can just as well have a box of biscuits and 5,000 donuts. Because you might believe that that one chocolate bar is the end of the road and the end of the expedition for you. Because maybe you're labeling it as a bad food source. Then week three turns into a slippery slope, maybe an avalanche of chocolates and donuts. And then you believe that, oh, well, I need to start again from day one. And that, my friends, is the vicious cycle that takes you back to the point of, oh, I'm at the end of week two and I've hit that stage again. Having a chocolate or a fun food or a treat or a snack or whatever it is, is never bad. It's not bad. We can't label foods as good or bad. And if you do go over your calories for one day or two days, proceed as per normal the next day. That is how you create consistency. That is how you break that stop-start-stop-start stop, start cycle. Number nine, you could very well be looking at change as a temporary thing. So in the first two weeks, you make all these massive changes and then they just seem overwhelming and you're like, well, when can I go back to my old lifestyle? The harsh reality is you're not going back to your old lifestyle. The change that you are implementing now and in the first two weeks is permanent change. You need to work on the mindset around that is not a temporary thing. The moment you see it as a temporary thing or temporary. changes, you ask yourself, how long can I still do this for? How long can I still do this for? After two weeks, you're like, I can't do this anymore. But if you set your mindset up to the fact that these changes are long-term changes, they are lifestyle changes, it might just make the way that you navigate this expedition a whole lot different. When you set the mindset up to the fact that you know that these are lifelong changes, you might not try and tackle everything at once. You might then start realizing that you can Can add your treats as part of the plan. You might start realizing then it doesn't have to be fully restrictive because realistically you can't restrict these things for the rest of your life. You might then start looking for a form of exercise that you enjoy. You might then start realizing that oh 5,000 steps today is doable and let's see how we can gradually increase that over a period of time because there's absolutely no rush to smash it all now. So again I think you will see that mindset plays a massive role in pushing through that two-week wall And point number 10 is maybe you're just trying to tackle too much at once. In the first two weeks you try to accomplish everything and that has made you tired, that has made you overwhelmed, that makes you think that oh I can't do this for the rest of my life. Break it up into small manageable bite-sized sections that you can say I can tick these boxes on a daily basis and that is how you're going to create consistency. Look at the things that you can add to your new lifestyle as opposed to the things that you have to quote-unquote remove. Everyone always looks at the things that they have to remove and it can put quite a negative negative spin on this expedition but if you look at what you can add can you add some more steps can you add some more water can you add some more protein can you add some more sleep well that's a much more i want to say positive way of looking at because you're looking at what you can add and not what you have to remove when you're looking at what you have to remove you're like oh shit i don't know if i can do this long term because i've got to remove so much shit and for me, I don't know if it's just me, but adding things is kind of exciting. It's challenging. It's when you add like extra thousand steps for your day. It's there's that certain level of excitement and that certain level of pride that comes with it. We're like, oh my goodness, I did that. I added that, and that is that's just magical. And that feeling is going to add to your motivation because you, it is you that actioned it. It's you that added those extra one thousand steps, and that is where your motivation will increase. That motivation. That's going to help you push through that wall. So as I mentioned, if you don't push through that two-week dip, if you don't break through that two-week wall now, realistically, when are you going to do it? Because it's always going to be there. But I'm telling you now, if you break through that two-week wall, you push through that two-week dip and you continue ticking those boxes, the magic is waiting for you at week three, week four, week five, week six, and even more. Because the moment you push through that dip, right, that's the moment where you break that mindset of, Oh, I've never been able to do it. Now you've fucking done it. Imagine that great feeling. Imagine that boost in your confidence to know that you have pushed through the dip that you have previously stumbled at. Imagine all that confidence that comes with that. But you won't experience that if you keep giving up at two weeks. And I'm almost shit sure of the fact, I can tell you now that you have pushed through bigger struggles, bigger hurdles, bigger obstacles in your life. You, my friend, are stronger than the two-week wall obstacle. I know that for a fact because you have pushed through more difficult things in your life. All I'm saying is whatever you do, don't give up at the end of week two. Continue pushing through the difficult days because there is magic waiting for you. I know that I have been there. I am there. On that note, I'm going to love and leave you like I usually do. Keep smiling, keep laughing and keep being kind to one another. Much love, your friend who is currently surrounded by tortoises, peacocks and dogs, Mandy.